Welcome to the Pilot Podcast, where we watch the pilot episodes of TV shows and answer your question, should I watch this? My name is Me Too. My name is BJ. And this week we're watching another listener recommended show, Netflix's soap opera, La Casa de las Flores. So stay tuned to find out if Me Too is also part of the Casa de Flores. They would not let me in because I'm black, which we learn quite early in the episode that they are not into black folks. You say African American nowadays. <laughs> Actually, I read on Twitter this funny thread of black people from other countries that have found that their professors and coworkers are so uncomfortable with saying the word black that they'll call them African American. And these people were tweeting things like, I'm literally in Canada. I am literally a Canadian. It's a global default. <laughs> I am not African-American. I am not a U.S. citizen. So funny. Yeah. Even like Europeans, like you're African-American. Exactly. All right, Beach. let's dive into this episode. So we open with Virginia throwing a big party to celebrate her husband Ernesto's birthday. Virginia is the matriarch of the family and Ernesto is her husband. They were also celebrating 50 years of Casa de Flores or House of Flowers. That's their flower shop that is huge in their community and is a family-run business. We meet their daughter, Elena, who returns home from New York with her African-American boyfriend, Dominique, as they call him. Their son, Julian, who is with his girlfriend, Lucia. But we learn that there may be more to that relationship than we originally thought. Their financial advisor and their oldest daughter, Paulina, who is kind of like the second matriarch to the family in addition to Virginia. Honestly, maybe more than Virginia, we learn later. She knows more secrets than Virginia. And the premise of this first episode is while they're at this huge party, Party, Ernesto's longtime mistress, Roberta, marches into the House of Flowers without anyone at the party noticing her except for Paulina, and she hangs herself in the family's shop. Yeah. And so she's first discovered by a couple of the siblings, and then later everyone's trying to figure out how to get her out of the party without alerting the guests. Yeah, without canceling the party. Without canceling the party, <laughs> because Vanity Fair was there to take pictures. So, Beach, what were your initial reactions to this show? I really liked the pacing of the show. I think... I was a little thrown off in the beginning when we had Roberta as our narrator for the story because we see her in the beginning but don't know how she's involved in the plot. I actually knew immediately that she was going to die by suicide. You called that first scene. It was the same opening as First Wives Club and Desperate Housewives. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure a whole host of other things. So you call that mystery. It shocked me. But we still had to wait a while to see her come into the story again. And like, how does that involve the De La Mora family. But I really did like the pacing. There are plenty of plot twists and secrets. You called a lot of them and I'm sure there's a lot more coming up slash I know there are because I've read a few synopses for later episodes. <laughs> but I think this telenovela does a good job of always keeping you interested with some new secret and new twist. Even in this one episode, we learned a lot, but not in an overwhelming way. When the episode ended, I was devastated. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to watch more immediately because you put it perfectly. We learned a lot, but I wasn't overwhelmed because we've watched other shows where they throw a lot of spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks and you're almost overwhelmed 
by all the different storylines or the whole, who is this again? What's going on? Why are we here? We knew everything that was happening. It was all centered at this doomed party. And I was all in. I truly got sucked in. So who was your favorite character? I'm torn. Ooh. I think Roberta is a great narrator. Okay. But I also really liked the maid. Oh. I think she has a lot more to deliver. And I liked Virginia. So I guess I just liked all of the women who clearly have ulterior things going on. Gotcha. So you're a fan of Roberta, Delia, the housekeeper, and Virginia. Yes. That's a good selection. What about you? I like Paulina and Elena, the two sisters. Very different. I like that Paulina knows everything and she's just trying her best to keep it together. Like, look, Ma, I knew about this affair for 20 years. Thought you knew. I'm not trying to ruin our family. I thought that was such an interesting dynamic that actually makes this show difficult to discuss for our podcast because there are so many spoilers. But one thing that isn't exactly a spoiler is Paulina was in on all of it. As far as the secrets that were revealed in the first episode, Mm -hmm. maybe a couple she's unaware of. But for the most part, she knew about all of these and she just kept it pushing because she needs to keep the family together. Their family is their business. So she's keeping it all tight. Now that you mentioned that, Paulina doesn't like Julian's girlfriend. And I'm wondering if it's because she knows a little bit more about Julian's situation. Yeah, I'm curious about that too, actually. She might know everything. Paulina is like the bone collector. That's what Shere called herself on Real Housewives of Atlanta. The bone collector. What does that mean? She knows all the secrets. She knows where all the bones are buried. Oh, I want that role. I know you do. I like collecting people's secrets. Paulina seems burdened. And what I like about Elena, my second favorite character, is that she knows, like Paulina, but in a different way, how to play the game. She knows her family's expectations, but she knows what she wants. She's clearly made a life for herself in New York and is just back for formalities, really. Just say happy birthday to her father. But she does need to give her boyfriend a few more little tips and a little heads up of what's about to happen. She played him. She didn't tell him it was a formal event, so he was in sneakers because he thought it was a backyard barbecue birthday. She didn't tell him that they were going to take an official family portrait, which he had to awkwardly be excluded from. And she didn't warn him about how anti-Black her family is. Minor detail. This has come up a bit in pop culture with Ashley Graham saying the same thing where she's a model. Her husband is Black. Mm -hmm. And she talked about bringing him home to her family and never mentioning his race. Oh. And they were really discriminatory toward him, but she didn't even think about it because that's just her partner. You got to prep the older generations. Yes. And you have to prep your partner to say, this is what you're walking into. Mm -hmm. I honestly think you're unintentionally, of course, putting your partner in potential danger when you do something like that. You said this could have taken a get out style turn. Our poor dude, Dominique. Didn't it feel like get out initially? Mm -hmm. It felt like the scene in get out where Allison Williams brings Daniel Kaluuya to that family barbecue and introduces him to her family members. And some of them are overly nice to him because they can't stand the fact that he's black. And some of them are outwardly rude to him because they are discriminating against him. Not that this happens every single time you bring a black person home to your non-black home, but it felt like Get Out. Although he was also overly comfortable with everyone he was meeting. Yes! 
immediately hugging, like kissing on the cheek. It was too much. Every time someone outstretched their hand for a handshake, he pulled them into not just a hug, but a bear hug. If I were meeting someone for the first time and they pulled me into a bear hug and then kissed my cheek, I would immediately feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Unless you're in a setting that calls for that sort of affection, which I don't even know what that is. Maybe one of those adult camps <laughs> where you get to act like teenagers for a weekend. But even that, I don't know. Yeah, you have to be in a very specific situation for that to be somewhat less disturbing. But he just felt so comfortable. That's wild behavior. Because if every time someone I met at a party paused, stared at my face, and then proceeded to be overly nice or rude, I don't know that I would then be like, y'all want me in a family portrait or? Because Virginia made some comments and I don't think she was whispering that quietly right in front of him. No. And even if he doesn't speak Spanish, there's no way he didn't pick up on what she was saying. Oh, that's another important point we should tell our listeners. We listen to this with English voiceovers, Mm -hmm. but this was originally recorded in Spanish. There are various languages of subtitles as well. BJ, ¿podemos escuchar Audible si hablamos español? Sí. And lucky for you and our listeners, this episode is brought to you by Audible, where you can find Spanish language audiobooks like Michelle Obama's Becoming, the entire Harry Potter series, and a book adaptation of the movie Coco, and a whole host of other books. Increíble! Just go to audibletrial.com slash thepilotpod. You'll get a free 30-day trial membership, be able to browse their amazing selection of audio programs, and pick a title to download free and start listening. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash thepilotpod. Happy listening! And now back to our show. How did you feel about Paulina's relationship with her parents? Because I was a little uncomfortable with the fact that she kept all of those secrets for her father. She was almost like his daughter wife. And I felt uncomfortable with the fact that her mom seemingly blamed her for the affair. It was very strange that she was her father's confidant. She seemed sad when the mistress was found in the flower shop. And there also seems to be an age gap between her and her younger siblings, which separates her. It's like, I'm the mature one. I'm already a mother. She really does feel like she has to look after not only her parents, but also her siblings and the business. She's just very much trying to be the responsible one. She totally feels like a third parent and a third member of that marriage. Mm -hmm. Neither of us grew up with siblings. And so I'm not speaking from any place of experience here with what it feels like to raise or be raised by a sibling. But I'm sure it happens with families. That just seems like a lot on Paulina's shoulders. I can't tell if she likes it or if she seems like she likes it because that's just how she grew up and that's what she knows. I personally think she's probably keeping a lot of her frustration inside and that she might break or snap later in the season because it's crazy that she's taking on all of this responsibility because it's not like her parents are absent from her life. Both parents are there in the household helping run the business. She's not alone. She doesn't technically have to do what she's doing from what I can tell. She even was talking to the money manager about the fact that they were losing liquidity and that strikes me as something that shouldn't be a concern of hers if you're not one of the co-owners. I mean, she can be concerned 
concerned about the business in general, but it seemed like she was the one calling the shots with how they would fix their asset problem. Yeah. So what are Virginia and Ernesto doing? 100% unclear. Living their life, being on the cover of Vanity Fair, having affairs. Well, at least on Ernesto's part. What do you think might happen in future episodes? Ooh. What are some of your predictions outside of what you read in those episode summaries? That changes things. I think Julian's multiple relationships are going to blow up in a messy way. I think he's going to get caught by the wrong person and try and explain his way out of a situation that can't be explained out of. So I'm waiting to see him have to face that. Or you know what? Maybe he'll be the rich kid who gets exactly what he wants and just is with everyone when he wants to be with everyone. It could really go either way. Speaking of rich kid, my major prediction, which was hinted at in this pilot episode, is that they ran out of their cash. Yeah, it seems we're headed that way. It feels like a lot of their problems had the band-aid of money keeping it at bay. And now that the money might run dry, I assume a lot will bubble up from that. Do you think Diego, the financial advisor, is funneling money out of the business? Maybe it's not as bad as he's presenting it to be? No, because... You trust Diego. I hadn't thought about it until you said it like that, where maybe he's posing a bigger problem than there actually is. But because of his close relationship with one of the family members, Mm -hmm. I don't know that he would want to mess up the family, but he could be squandering money with the person that he's... So they can run away. He does plan to run away. And this is my next prediction, which is from a spoiler I read in a synopsis. I'm excited for Paulina's son's father to come up into the story because I don't know how that's going to affect everyone, but that's going to be an interesting character because I don't know how much Paulina knows about what's changed. That'll be interesting. Ooh, facts. All right, Beach. do you have any other thoughts on Casa de Flores or are you ready to rate the episode? What's your rating? me too would watch again seriously the only thing i would change is we watched it in english and i would watch it moving forward in spanish Mm -hmm. because my spanish is pretty solid and also i think the english dubbing took away from the punchlines a bit because the show was funny and it was juicy but it could have been funnier and juicier even if you don't speak spanish i would recommend initially watching it in spanish and then doing the english subtitles and if you can't stand it watching it in dubbed english because I think it'll flow better. I agree about the language choice. My rating is actually going to be would wait for recaps from your friend. You're all in. I thought this was really interesting, but telenovelas aren't really my genre. Fair. And because I know that you're going to watch it all, I can just get all the spoilers from you. Well, because this show is so interesting, I would happily give you all the recaps. Bueno. Gracias. They said gracias so many times in the English. I liked that because it was like, If you need us to tell you what gracias means, clearly you need to switch what you're watching. This is not for you. I loved that. Turn on them subtitles if you don't know what gracias is. Yeah, seriously. If you want to find more of our reviews, head to our website at thepilotpodcast.com. You can also subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify. And be sure to leave us a rating and review. It really helps people find our podcast. You can follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at thepilotpod. You can like us on Facebook at thepilotpodcast. And you can send thoughts, feelings, other show suggestions, because this one was wonderful to askthepilotpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye.